ETH hits 3K. How high can it go? Is it too late to buy or do we have room for ETH to continue to run? Now that ETH is taking center stage in the crypto markets, we're going to dive into the price action in the short and medium term, as well as the price of ETH and where it might go during the current crypto bull cycle. This will help us to create a plan for our portfolio and understand where we should be buying or selling. By the way, other tokens that are in the Ethereum ecosystem, whether it be L2s, DeFi projects that are on top of Ethereum, these are like beta plays to ETH. They act like leveraged ETH. So the more the ETH goes up, the more they go up typically, if it's a good project. And the more the ETH goes down, generally they will go down further too. So something to understand, but when you understand the direction of ETH, it helps you understand the direction of your other tokens as well, as long as they are Ethereum based. So this is important to understand for your overall portfolio and exactly what we are gonna discuss in today's episode. Welcome to Web3 Academy, your one trusted source to capitalize on the next big phase of the internet. We are here to make sense of an on-chain world in constant transformation. I'm Kyle Reedhead, your host for today's episode. I don't have a poll for you today, but what I do ask is that you help us grow our podcast uh, and our channel by liking, commenting, subscribing, all the different things, depending on where you are watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe and like. That helps us to grow the channel. Leave a comment as well. If you're watching on Apple iPod, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then you can make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode. And feel free to give us a review or rating as well. That also helps us grow. All right, ETH holders, if you are excited about ETH, and that's what we're going to get into in today's episode. So I'm going to share my screen right now. If you're listening, no worries. I will make sure to explain exactly what I'm showing on screen. But if you're watching, then that's perfect. Up right now, I have just a chart of Ethereum uh, over here on CoinGecko. We're currently sitting at $2,915. But the reason we are talking about ETH today is because it hit $3,000 earlier, just a couple hours ago. And this is a big deal. We haven't been at 3000 since April of 2022. And that was actually, we were heading on the way down. And so it's been a little while since we've been here and it's exciting to get back here. I actually have a tweet that I put out back in January, where I said that we were going to hit 3000 by the end of January. Didn't get that right, but directionally was right. It was 20 days off. I'm okay with that. I have no problems there. And currently, I think we're probably going to hit about 4K by the end of this quarter. So I'll go through some of the chart stuff, some of the technical stuff. There is some concern in the markets in terms of leverage, which I will get into. But I think overall, we are continuing to go up by the end of this quarter. And I'm going to talk about why I think that is here. So 4K by the end of Q1, that's my hope. And that's where I think we're going. So let's dive into why we're seeing that. So first of all, let's look at the charts. I've been talking about this ascending channel for a few weeks now, at least. I basically said we needed to reach, you know, 2750 break out of that. And that would really confirm, okay, this bull market is on and it's time for ETH to run. Well, we have since breached that last week and we've broken through that channel that we've been in since June of, I mean, 2022. So basically, since we hit the lows of ETH around 850, we've sort of just been up and down. Now, again, it's a setting channel. So we have been, you know, obviously going up ever since, but really we want to break out of that channel. And that shows that we're likely going to go more into the parabolic uh, stages, which we have recently broken out of. Now, there's not a lot of technical in terms of where we go from here, because we haven't been above 3K for too long for Ethereum, but we definitely were in 2021. And so we have some numbers to look at, which is the 3,200 to 3,400 range is probably where we head next. We may consolidate there. We may see some resistance on that one. It's just an area that we sort of spent some time in back in 2021, as well as 2022. So 
surely we'll we'll hit that at some point and, and we might you know find some struggles to get through it really after that though we don't see much until 4000 and then uh, after 4000 it's all time highs and then we have nothing from there so those are sort of the key numbers that we're looking at again from what I'm about to talk about in this episode I think there's a lot of bullish signals and a lot of demand for ETH that's going to push us through these. Those are just some key numbers that we might see some struggles on at some point before we reach all-time highs. I guess one thing I just want to touch on, which is in terms of these charts, everything looks good. The only thing I would say, and I don't have a chart up for right now, is leverage in the crypto markets is getting pretty high right now. If you look at any of the open interest charts, we're hitting some pretty ridiculous numbers. And so at some point that's going to get washed out and we will hit a dip and that dip will be pretty aggressive because a lot of these people who are levered right now will get liquidated. So I would not be leveraged if I were you right now. Continue to buy spot. I think there's no issues in buying. I mean, we're still early on in this cycle, but if you're leveraged right now, I'd be pretty worried or just be very careful. On the RSI, which is sort of like the momentum of the markets, we are looking just overbought here on the weekly and on the daily, definitely overbought. On the monthly, we're still okay but we're definitely reaching some limits in terms of leverage and the momentum here. So are we going to get a pullback? Who knows? I mean, we hit 3000 this morning and we're already back down to 2900. It's not a big deal. We may see something bigger, but again, I'm just continuing to buy because I think over, you know, the weekly, monthly, we are continuing to go up and up. And the reason for that is the supply and demand shock that's happening right now with ETH. We're also seeing it in Bitcoin, but I think it's going to be more aggressive in ETH, which is why I'm uh, a lot more bullish on ETH than Bitcoin right now. But what I'm talking about here is, so there's a few things on the ETH side. So one, ETH continues to burn. So it is net deflationary, which I'll show in just a second. We have a lot of ETH that's being staked on an ongoing basis and then ultimately restaked on top of that. And I'm going to talk about why that matters for, for price here in just a second. And then of course, we have the potential Ethereum ETFs, which we now can sort of gauge potential results from that from what's happening over in the Bitcoin world. And so all these mean a lot more demand happening for Ethereum, whereas we have a net deflationary number in ETH. So ETH, the amount of supply that's out there is going down. And we actually have less sell pressure, which I'll talk about why that is in just a second. So all this really means that we just have a outstanding amount of demand versus supply. And this generally means that price is going to, it's going to skyrocket. So that's what we have to, to look forward to here in this, in this cycle. We've never really had these sort of numbers play out in a bull cycle before, meaning so much more people and so much more capital coming into the overall industry. And when that happens, there's no precedent of what can happen, but it definitely means bullish numbers for ETH. And so let's let's dive into that. So if you go to ultrasound.money, you can look at a lot of the tokenomics of ETH and you can understand its issuance, what's being burned, et cetera. And so currently, just in the last, last day, you can see that about 2,500 ETH has been issued, right? That goes to validators. But you can see that 3,800 so 3,882 ETH has been burned. So again, we are deflationary here. If we look at the more long-term, this is just on a daily basis. But if we look at the 30-day uh, basis, then we're averaging about 0.2% of the total ETH supply being burned per year. So that's pretty significant. And again, something that we haven't really had in the middle of a bull cycle before. We've never really had a deflationary asset. So this is obviously going to be a big deal during the cycle. But it's not just about supply. We need to understand the demand aspects of this as well. And that's really where I think things are going to get out of control in the ETH world. The first reason, and really the biggest reason, is that currently we're about 25.74% ETH staked. So what I mean here is of the total supply of ETH, a quarter of that, a little over a quarter of that is staked. Again, last cycle, we didn't have that. We were proof of work. We switched over to proof of stake kind of near the end of the last cycle. 
but we've been sitting around like 10, 15% of ETH staked. And that has really been taking off over the last few months. So now we're sitting at about 26%. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because one, it's demand. People want to buy ETH because they want to stake it because they can earn three to 5% per year on that asset, which is a big deal. But the second is, is when someone stakes their ETH, it removes it off the circulating supply. And what that means is that it's not really available to be sold, right? So when you have a quarter of the entire supply, it's not that it can't be sold, it can be, but it's very highly not likely to be sold because it's currently earning three to 5% APY. That's a really big deal. And that number just continues to go up and up and up. Now, one of the concerns, so if you look at other ecosystems, by the way, something like Solana, they're around like 80 to 90% of their entire supply is staked. If ETH got to that, that would be just massive. The amount of demand to get there, the amount of people that have to buy ETH, and there would basically be no ETH to sell if we got to that point. Now, I don't think we will get that high. And that's because things like Solana, when they launched their token, most of it was already being staked. Whereas Ethereum obviously started in a very different way. But what happens here with ETH is that the more people stake their ETH, the less you end up making an APY. So if this goes to 30 or 40%, the yield that you get goes down. And so there's less incentive to stake. And so we've always thought there was going to be some sort of balance, some sort of equilibrium here where maybe we get to 30 and then no more demand comes in for stake because the APY, the yield is too small. But now we have restaking. And what restaking does is it finds more ways for these validators to make revenues. And so that APY that is going down is now actually starting to go back up because we're finding more networks and more things to validate and to use these Ethereum validators for, to use the ETH asset for. And so that APY, which was originally only going to go down as more people staked, is now also going up, which just brings more incentive into people to stake their ETH. And so there's just more and more demand. And that's just starting out. If we look at the numbers of Eigenlayer, which is currently the only live, it's not even live yet, but mainnet is coming, but you can already restake. It's brought in about 2.6 million ETH and they're still capped. So this is only going to go up from here. And again, this is driving more demand for ETH uh, because of that ETH yield. And so I think this is going to be a massive narrative this year. And again, just another big driver of demand for Ethereum. And so when you combine that plus the amount of people that use ETH for DeFi uh, as collateral and for other things where they're locking it up, whether it be in layer twos or in DeFi, there's just a lot of ETH that is not on the market right now. We have a pro report coming out in a couple of weeks on this. So if you're not yet a pro subscri- subscriber in the show notes below, you will see a link to our Web3 Academy uh, newsletter. Sign up to go pro. We're going to do a deep dive into these um, supply dynamics of how much ETH is actually not even available to be sold. It is a significant amount. And as more people come into the industry and want to buy ETH, but there's no ETH on the market, it's going to be a really, really big deal. So that's the idea here around staking and why this is so bullish for it. There's a bunch of different um, websites you can look at for staking. Stakingrewards.com, if you go to ETH, is a really good one if you want to look into staking yourself. But you can see the current reward rates, the amount of staking ratio, and you'll see that this number is just continuing to go up and up and up. As we go, we're almost hitting a million validators for ETH, which would be really cool. And just again, furthering the decentralization of Ethereum, which I think brings more demand to people wanting to build and use Ethereum. So all a really big deal. Now, the next big deal for Ethereum. So regardless of the ETFs, which is the next really big deal, but regardless of that, we have a ton of ETH being staked, a ton of ETH being burnt, okay? But what we have now coming is Ethereum ETFs. And this is likely going to happen on May 23rd is the projected date here. 
where we have good seven, I think eight uh, ETF uh, applicants now. So we're less than 95 days on the tweet I have up here says 99, but this is a little bit older. So about 95 days left before these Ethereum ETFs can get approved. And if these get approved, the demand that comes on ETH potentially is going to be massive. Let's just look at what's happening over here on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is having a ton of inflows, something about five, close to 500 million per day over the last like week in demand. Um, and so that's $500 million in demand for Bitcoin. So what that equates to, if you look at the Bitcoin side of things, is on a weekly basis, you have 49,877 Bitcoin being bought just by the ETFs on a weekly basis. If we look on a weekly basis about how much Bitcoin is being minted, right, and going to the miners on a weekly basis, it's 6,107 uh, Bitcoin. So the supply and demand here is just doesn't even make any sense. There's so much more demand than there is new supply. Now, this is just in, the, in looking at the number of Bitcoin that's being minted new, right? Of course, there are other Bitcoin holders that are willing to sell. So this isn't the perfect metric by any means. But at some point, you're going to get Bitcoin in enough people's hands that want to hold it. If you continue with this sort of demand of 49,800 Bitcoin being bought every week, but there's just not enough Bitcoin being made, well, you have a massive supply and demand shock. Now, flip this script and look at this same dynamic if we have Ethereum, right? Let's say you have similar, and it won't be the same amount of demand. I'm sure it will be some percentage less, right? But whether it's you know 40,000 ETH or 50,000 or whatever it is, whatever that number is, okay? Let's say it's a few hundred million dollars worth of Ethereum being bought by ETFs on a daily basis. But instead of 6,107 Bitcoin being produced on a weekly basis, you have 1,000 ETH being burned on a weekly basis, right? So this is a massive, massive difference. And we're already seeing how much, how well Bitcoin has done over the last few months here. Think about what happens here when this is on Ethereum, which is being burnt right now. And a lot of it is being locked up. The other thing you don't have with Bitcoin is there's nowhere to lock up your Bitcoin, right? You can't stake with Bitcoin. You can't use it as collateral for DeFi. There are becoming L2s. So like soon you will be able to put your Bitcoin bridged over an L2 where they get locked up, but it's very limited versus something like Ethereum. Whereas when you look at Ethereum right now, you have this thriving ecosystem, both on Ethereum, but also on its L2s above it. Okay. The Ethereum L2s, there's currently 39 active L2s on L2Beat. So I have the L2Beat chart up here. There's probably more than that, that just L2Beat doesn't have, but there's 39. And you got to understand that ETH from the L1 is getting bridged to every single one of these L2s. And once it's moved to an L2, it's not coming back, okay? And so again, it's not just DeFi, it's not just staking. There are L2s that are also sucking in ETH and they are not going to bring that back to an L1 to be sold. They remain on the L2. There's currently almost $27 billion worth of assets locked up in layer twos. Now, not all of that is ETH, but a large sum of that is ETH. And the more that L2s continue to accrue demand, and get activity and get users and get capital, it means that more ETH is going to move to these L2s and basically get stuck there. It's like a black hole, okay? There's 39 active projects, so L2s. There's 36 on the upcoming projects list, 36 new, new L2s. And in fact, there's four layer three projects that are already live. Now, the other big thing, and we've talked a ton about this, so I won't go big into this right now, is EIP4844 is scheduled for March 13th which is going to reduce the fees of L2s by somewhere around 10x. 
what I have heard from insiders from within the industry is there's a bunch of L2s that are just waiting to launch after that goes live. And so these numbers of 39 current L2s, I think that this number skyrockets after March 13th, which again, will just suck up more ETH. And so it removes more ETH off the supply to be sold. So this is a really big deal. One other thing that I just looked at, and this was in another pro report where we were comparing the different ecosystems. So all the different L1 ecosystems. One of the things you want to look at is if you want to understand where the supply of these tokens are going to go and the sell pressure, you got to understand where are people building on. If there's more developers building on an ecosystem and there's more use cases, it means it's going to suck up more of that native token. One, because you need to use it to transact. Two, because oftentimes you're going to use it for collateral or to bridge, et cetera. And so what you want to understand is where are the developers? And right now, the Ethereum and the L2 ecosystem is just light years ahead of every other ecosystem. If you look at ETH plus L2s, there are over 15,700 monthly active developers in December of 2023. That's the latest numbers that we have. So 15,734. If you look at the next closest chain, that's Binance Smart Chain or BNB at 1650, 1,650. So we're almost 10x the second. Avalanche is after that at 1,400. Near at 1100 and then Solana at 436. So again, where are the developers building? Because what that means is that there's going to be more activity, more use cases, more applications in the future on that chain, which is just going to suck up more of that native token. If we look at commits, so these are people that are putting their code into GitHub. Again, Ethereum and L2s are just light years ahead of every other chain by a long shot. Just for the number here, for those that are listening and can't see, Ethereum plus L2 is 282,000 commits in December 2023. The next highest was BNB at 28,695. By the way, Solana is third at 27,000, which is um, it was pretty wild because Solana was what fourth or fifth in terms of the amount of developers, yet they're third in the amount of commits. So the developers over in Solana are just crushing it. But here's a big chart right here, which is the number of applications on each blockchain. Again, applications matter because that's where the more activity, the more you're going to burn ETH, the more people need to own ETH, the more demand there is for, for ETH. The Ethereum ecosystem has 7,305 applications. The second closest is Tron at 1,300. EOS, that's wild, at 584. And then Avalanche at 543. So again, it's just so far ahead of every other ecosystem. When this bull market comes and all the mainstream comes back, they're going to be using mainly ETH L2s, probably down Ethereum. And there's going to be, there already is a ton of applications that exist on top of this ecosystem currently. So again, supply and the demand dynamics here are just unheard of. And I don't think people are prepared for what is going to happen here. So again, I think that in the coming month and a half, we're going to be already close to $4,000 in ETH, somewhere around there. Maybe there's a dip in between, maybe not. Let's see. Again, we have EIP 4844 happening March 13th. We have the ETFs happening in May. And so I just think that leading up to that, there's going to be a ton of speculation around those. And so I think price is no choice but to go up in the medium term. Again, who knows what happens in the short term. But let's look at the long term here. Let's look at what happens during this cycle. So I did a report a few months ago looking at the timing of the tops and the bottoms of each cycle that we've had previously, looking mainly at Bitcoin on this one. And um, the top and the bottoms are very similar in terms of the distance apart from top to top and top to bottom from each cycle that we've had in crypto. And so when we measure it out, it appears if it continues along these similar cycles, 
that the top of this cycle is going to be somewhere around October of 2025, the bottom being around December 2026. Now, will it play out the exact same as previous cycles? Who knows? It has done it three times uh, already. So can it happen a fourth time? Potentially. As I've said many times, we are following, I believe, we are following the liquidity cycles, which are very cyclical in nature. And so I think crypto will just continue to follow that. Now, will it be in October 25 where we top out? Who knows? It could be months different. Let's not get stuck on the specific month that I have, but somewhere in that time frame, somewhere in maybe 2025, could even extend out to 2026 is where I think that we will top out. Now, a lot of people are saying we've run up really fast previous to other cycles this time. And so maybe this shortens out potentially. But I think when liquidity in terms of governments and central banks printing money and lowering interest rates, all that is still yet to come. And so I don't think we're topping out in 2024. I think it's somewhere in 2025 where things get real crazy like they usually do, like 2021, 2017. So if we sort of extrapolate a little bit here and look at that number of October 2025, what I have up on the screen here, by the way, is a a log channel or a linear regression channel where the Ethereum price is in, on a log chart. And basically you can see the gray line here is sort of its trend line. Anything in the blue is sort of the overbought levels and then anything in the purple is the oversold level. So in bull markets, we go to overbought. In bear markets, we go to oversold and we always sort of mean revert back to this gray trend line here. We are still in the oversold area which is why I believe we still have plenty of room to go this cycle. But if we go over to the 2025 top around October, again, just estimated, we sit just at the trend line. So just getting back to trend, we're sitting around uh, $20,000 ETH if we were to get back to trend. Now, will we get back to trend? Who knows? Maybe this log, maybe we just stay at trend or even below. We've been going along the oversold, the below the trend line for a number of years now. But in the past two cycles, we've always gone up to the blue area. And the first cycle, we went to the second blue, which is the two standard deviations over overbought. In the last cycle, we only made it to uh, a little over the first standard deviation overbought. So maybe, you know, if we're going down one each time, maybe we only reach the trend, which would put us at around 20K. If we go super bullish and the supply and demand dynamics work out in the way that I hope that they do, who knows? We could get up to 50,000. Now, I don't think we actually get that high. Those are a bit ridiculous, but anything can happen in crypto. Either way, 20,000 is definitely not out of the cards. Even if we just stayed on the oversold area here on the um, in the purple line, we're looking at about 7,500. Now, that to me seems very low. We're already above that in terms of the log chart here. And so it's very unlikely that that's as high as we go, but I would say somewhere around 10 to 20K is a good chance that we're going to see that this cycle. Now, do we top out there and we only end up hitting 20K for a couple of days, like when we hit 5K in the last cycle? Who knows? We'll have to see where things are going, what the fundamentals are like, what the charts are looking like as we reach those numbers. But definitely in the coming two years, I could see us hitting 10 to 20K, no problem. The other thing we can look at is just historical charts and compare it to other assets. So Ethereum and Bitcoin have historically followed very similar paths. And I'm just, just going to scroll up here and show you the last cycle. So the first cycle that ETH went through, which was in 2017, I've tracked that here with the first cycle that Bitcoin went through, which was 2013. Okay. And you can see the chart pattern looks almost identical. Okay. We had this sort of blow off top. 
in this sense, Ethereum went up to about $1,400 and then it just like fell, right? And then we had a couple year bear market, but it tracked almost the same pattern as, as Bitcoin did in its first cycle. Then if we look at Ethereum's second cycle, which was just last the last cycle we had in 2020, 2021, and we compared that to Bitcoin in 2017, its second cycle, again, very similar numbers in terms of its trajectory. The chart was a bit different because we had a double top last cycle, whereas previous to this, we've only had uh, one top. But ultimately, the numbers sort of match up. And Ethereum made it to about 5K on that last cycle, which Bitcoin two seconds ago made it to, to 20K. Then if we look at this current cycle and we look at Bitcoin from the last one, and we sort of chart out and project where could Ethereum hit if it matched the same numbers as Bitcoin in the previous cycle, it's about a three and a half X from its all-time high last cycle. And so that puts Ethereum a little over 15,000. So maybe 16,000, 17,000. So uh, again, in line with the numbers that I showed on the, on the regression chart. So we want to look at different angles here to come up with these numbers. Now, I've talked about this before. I've shown some of these charts before if you guys follow the channel. And so again, this is why I think somewhere between 10 and 20 uh, K is a key sort of number where I think we'll, we'll hit during this cycle. Again, what time frame do we hit there? It's still too far out to, to be able to tell. These are just based off historical charts. And so don't take these with 100% accuracy by any means. We want to look now, gauge what we think could happen, build our plan around that, and then update as we go, which is something I'm going to continue to do on this channel for you and help you understand how these dynamics change based off of new innovations, based off different competition, based off liquidity cycles, and different narratives. Who knows what could happen here? So that's sort of what I'm tracking. Now, in terms of my strategy, if you've read our pro reports, I do plan to sell well ahead of this just to make sure that I get good profits. If you want to see that strategy, go pro. Again, the link is in the show notes. If you go pro, the moment you sign up, you'll get an email with our investment um, guide for this cycle, where I have a whole article around when I plan to sell and what price points and how I plan to do it. So make sure you check that out. If you're not already, do not want to go into this cycle blind. You want to have a plan. So let's recap here. We are sitting here at, let's see what we're at uh, right now. Currently, Ethereum sitting at 2,900. We tapped 3,000 today, which is a really big deal. I think over the coming months, we continue to go up. At some point, we will have a pullback. Why that is, I'm not sure, but it's nearing. And I believe that because leverage is really starting to, to get high in the crypto market. So you don't want to be long right now, but it's definitely okay to continue to, to buy as long as you have a medium to long-term timeframe on your investment. If it's short-term, then anyone's guess at this point, uh, I wouldn't be trying to trade the markets right now. I'm just continuing to stack as I always do, dollar cost average on a monthly basis. And I think this time, you know, in two months from now, the end of Q1, maybe even beyond, we're going to continue to go up leading into that Ethereum ETF approval that I, I do think is going to happen. It's not a guarantee, but I'm, I, I have pretty high percentage chance that I think it is going to happen. And then even after that, do we have a dip kind of like we did in Bitcoin? Probably. But again, we're now further into the bull market. Interest rates likely to go down in Q2. Money, more money printing coming in as I've talked about a ton on this show. So there's just so many bullish catalysts to come. And so there's a lot to be excited about, specifically in the Ethereum ecosystem, but across the entire crypto market. Um, but right now, obviously, Ethereum is stealing the show uh, because it's starting to, to outperform just a little bit here. And I think we'll continue to see that. And so I don't hold a lot of Bitcoin at this point. I've put most of it into Ethereum, Solana, as well as some other assets. And I think I'll continue to, to let that play out for the rest of the cycle. One last little warning here. Don't fuck this one up. Don't get too euphoric. Don't start trying to trade around. 
you've just plenty of room to grow here. We're not even at all-time highs yet. And so just do as little as possible, continue to stack. And I think you're going to do really well this cycle. All right. Hopefully that uh, gave you guys a good understanding of where we're at currently with ETH and what we can expect to happen in the coming months. Good luck out there. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to Web3 Academy, your one trusted source to capitalize on the next big phase of the internet. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and subscribe or follow so that you don't miss the next one. While you're at it, there's a link in the description for our free newsletter where we provide timely and relevant Web3 insights so you can confidently build and invest in Web3. Make sure to subscribe today. One final note. This podcast is for educational purposes only and nothing we say is financial advice. Crypto and Web3 are risky and you should never invest more than you're willing to lose. Thank you, friends, and see you in the next one.